sound without a filter. This is One Blunt Woman with Wanda Means. I'm Wanda Means. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman, or shall I say, thank you for being brave enough to listen to the show. Kevin, I am back. I was gone all last week mentally. It's good to see you. No, I was mentally gone. <laughs> Did you ever just mentally be gone? Uh, yeah, absolutely. When you're physically I was, I here, I spent a good portion of my life that way. That's a sad way to live. <laughs> well, actually, I it spent, happens to the best of us. I spent all day Saturday on a bench in a gym uh, for eight hours. Eight hours, I sat on that bench. I, I swear to God, I, I had butt sores. I think. From watching my daughter play a basketball tournament all day long. Which, mind you, there's nothing I love more than hanging out with my kids, right. watching them play sports. And they ended up winning the championship, which was so exciting for these kids. We had a little girl get two three-pointers in a row. Wow. I've never made a three-pointer in my life. And she shoots it with both hands. It's so funny because like, we're the B team. So the B team is, is considered the kids that aren't really don't have a lot of basketball skill, but they're little athletes. So it's fun to watch them. So like Emma would get the ball. She'd steal it every time, and then she wouldn't know what to do with it when she got it. <laughs> I was I was a B team basketball player. Joey ran past the basket. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't wait for track because we know you're fast. But you know, then when you throw a ball into it, you kind of you know basketball's a lot of skill. It is, yeah. I know. So then a skill the, I never acquired. So this is the most tragic part of the whole day. You never acquired it. No, not really. But I'm proud you played. So the C team, because it was B team and C team tournament at the same school in McKinney, the C team won their consolation, and they had a trophy, and so the trophy is sitting there while we're watching the championship games. So I was so proud of our C team girls. Yeah. So as I'm me being the asshole that I am, I take the ball and I troll it on my finger, because you know, I'm always got to show off, because I'm just an asshole. Yeah. And of course, Richard, my ex, is watching the whole thing. So then I throw it to Robert. As I throw it to Robert, it lands on the C team trophy, and it breaks the trophy. Ooh. <laughs> That's nothing a little crazy glue can't fix. So. Yeah, I know. So I went up and I owned it. I did. We're going to talk about owning our but when behavior. You're a kid and that happens, you're just like, <gasps> I know. I'm like, you should have caught the ball. Yeah. So it broke the trophy, the, the little ball where the girl's holding the ball. And the, uh, In a felt, kid's mind, it's like you push the detonator for global destruction. I like. know, right? And they're like, Mom, I can't believe you did that. So, of course, I had to own it and go tell the coach. And the coach looked at me and I'm like, I, I'm so sorry. I will buy another trophy. I, I feel horrible. Yeah. And Richard goes, Really, Wanda? <laughs> There's no way you could have known. You know, There's no way I could have known that. You know, maybe I shouldn't be such an asshole twirling balls anymore. You know, nah. I could still do it. I don't think we should change anything. So, did you watch the Grammys last weekend? No, I can't watch any award shows anymore. I just can't take it. You can't. I mean, too we many need, like, people a stand up there and do life. the political bullshit, and I'm just like, I know. I, I know. It's so, not fun anymore. I will give. Okay, so I'm a huge Adele fan. Did you hear what she did? She started singing her song. She literally was like a minute into it and said, "I can't do this. I got to start over." I mean, have you ever live at the Grammys? I've never seen anything like that. I so so the media is like she demanded a redo. Okay, what she said was, "I'm so sorry, I want to do this right," because she was doing a tribute to George Michael, and she was, "I want to do, it's I want to get human, this right." Yeah. And so Adele, you know, the biggest female star Absolutely, in the yeah. world, screws up. Probably and, the vi- biggest voice in. Uh, singing uh, <laughs> right now. Uh, no doubt. And so she says, I ne- I screwed up and I want to start over again. I want to do this right. And the fucking media, I swear. I mean, is it the fake news or the skewed news? You know, oh, she demanded a restart. No, she didn't. She said, I screwed up. I want to do it again. Yeah. What What is wrong with being human? I was going to say, I like that when someone Adele does something like that. is human. To see someone humanized in that way, I think is incredibly endearing. Not, I, <laughs> I don't know why you do I don't, I, I, I don't I'm get sure it. it was CNN I was watching that told me that. It has you know, to be. CNN, I, wh- where do they... I, I'm not a fan. 
I can't. I mean, it's just an habit working in in radio. It's like what everyone always had in the background in a studio, so I'd always have it on. But even with it muted in the background, just the shit you see on the the bottom banner. Oh yeah. It, well, is enough to drive me nuts. Where I'm like, I can't take this. Well, I'm impressed. So as a man, because men can't multitask, you can actually watch the news and read the scrolling news on the bottom too. Really? You can yeah, do that? I, I guess. I'm impressed. Oh, well, I mean, That's called pretty much just the headlines. I don't know yeah, that men I can... are better at just kind of <laughs> zeroing in, focusing, right? Because that's what they've been trained to do for a million years. I, I'm of the mind that there's really no such thing as good multitasking. <laughs> You can, you can well, do one true, thing well. Mon- you can right, maybe decently balance a couple others. But women are a little bit better at it. Yeah. Well, so, most things like that, women are. I mean, most most men can, can admit that, I think. So I, I think the headline should have been world's biggest star exhibits um, humility. Yeah. I, and that's something she should be commended for. I, I, I like that. I, I know. I just, I got, anyway, so I did watch part of the Grammys and, and then, you know, she got upset, Adele did, and thought that Beyonce should have been given the uh, record of the year, album of the year, or whatever. I hate or, that kind of shit, too. So she, I think she shows humility. I, I'm a fan. She shows humility, but I, I, I hate this underlying always Beyonce should win tone thing. It's really obnoxious. It's been going on for years. Oh, and then apparently she got some big old, you know, everyone was committing her because she performed pregnant. Do you know what the fuck I've done my entire life being pregnant? A lot. Yeah, I don't see what that... I don't know what that's a big deal. No. But okay, well, whatever. I don't see what the significance of that is. We got to move on to um, Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. What'd you do? Uh, Went to dinner. With your wife? I mean, girlfriend. (laughs) Yes, girlfriend. (laughs) So you didn't ask her to marry you? No, I did not. Well, that'd be so cliche and cheese ball too. I don't want to. I wouldn't propose on Valentine's. You're right. That look, I think of all the people that actually get married on Valentine's Day. I got so many flowers from nobody. It was awesome. That is awesome. I know. Your house probably smells great. It does. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I got to find the silver lining in in that. You know. Maybe I shouldn't just date. It's so horrible. Your house is full of flowers. I mean, so many men should send me flowers. You know, forget it. I'm done with dating, and it's a corporate holiday anyway. No, I'm not done dating. I'm actually, I went on two dates this week with two different men. I'm back to dating men. Oh, okay. I don't. Are you 100 percent back to dating men? Well, no, I still kind of see her too. See, that's what I was wondering. See, yeah, because well, you know, why would not? you consider ever dating another woman? No, I don't consider dating women. I just this woman was dropped in my lap and it became interesting. It just it just became a thing, and yeah. But she doesn't have children, so it's you weren't it's actively pursuing it. I, uh, no, I don't. I'm not on match. Right, right. Women seeking women. Um, I I find that dating a man or a woman who don't have children, I find that very challenging. That makes sense because they're never really going to understand they don't your life. Understand, yeah. So they don't understand that I have children, and I don't want to be questioned if I'm with someone when I'm with my children. Yeah. And my children were my Valentine's date. Yeah. And we went to Kaze. You know what Kaze is? It's a hibachi grill. Um, it's I like a B so. level. It's not like, um, uh, what's the big one? Benihana. Benihana, right. So Benihana is like the A team hibachi grill. <laughs> this is like the B team. <laughs> like the basketball. So they're, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, we couldn't get in until literally 8.30. And I was like, this is the most B level. What, just because of Valentine's ever. shit? Yeah, because it was Valentine's. And I thought, you like, these guys are really phoning it in. <laughs> if a man took me to Kaze for Valentine's, that would be the only date we ever had. I think hibachi in general is a, not a good there Valentine's so spot. Many it's, it's in no way there. romantic. Uh, it's not romantic it's at not all. It's not in any way. <laughs> and the fucking guy does a choo-choo train, and his name is Javier. I mean, If you're I'm going sorry. as a couple, you can fit like four couples at a hibachi table. I mean, everyone doesn't know each other, and you're all sitting around a table together. It just doesn't seem like well, a good Valentine's spot at all. And they the onion, and they stack it, and they put some sort of vinegar <laughs> in to create volcano a salmon. Thing. And they do the volcano or the choo-choo-choo. <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid. I'm like, and I'm looking at the two couples on either 
other side of me and my three children. Nothing says romance like a guy flipping a shrimp tail into his cap. Yeah, I, and he was doing that. <laughs> he was flipping, well, he was flipping him to the guy's mouth. And I just thought, so do you notice I said me and my three children? You know I have four children, right? right. So don't you wonder which child was missing? That would be my oldest, who was on a date with his girlfriend. Oh, all right. You know what he did? He took her to go see that new Fifty Shades movie. Oh, that's a little weird. See, I heard a lot of people wanted to do this for Valentine's Day, and I was confused by it because I get wanting to see it or whatever, and you know its appeal. But if it's a movie all about weird, uh, kinky sex shit, I do not want to sit with my significant other and have to watch that. That'd I, well, be very uncomfortable. I know. It, well, and so I told him I was a bunch of my girlfriends and I wanted to go see that movie. Would he, would it bother him if we showed up and sat behind him? <laughs> yeah, you said yes. <laughs> He's like, Mom, if you come, <laughs> I am going to be so pissed off. I'm like, I am not going to go watch Fifty Shades in the yeah. same theater as you. It's awkward <laughs> enough as it is. Just knowing that he's seeing it is awkward enough. So I took him and some friends to see This Is 40. Did you see This Is 40? Which was adorable. But they started out in the shower scene. We literally they do. Yep. walked in and we walked right With out. With Paul Rudd and had, Leslie Mann at the yeah, very beginning. Know, which, right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. I'm like, we got to go. And we left. Not doing that again. You're giving me the peaky I am. We actually went a little over. We do actually have something interesting to talk about. We're talking about alcoholism today. As I'm sitting here drinking my drink. <laughs> oh, the hypocrisy. Or is it the irony? It's the irony. I want to mean I'm one blonde woman. You're listening to One Blunt Woman, a mouth that matters. You're tuned in to One Blunt Woman. Okay, Kevin, according to men, what is the most attractive quality? Of, what is the sexiest thing about a woman? Ooh, um, you kind of put me on the spot here, you know. You know, this is one of those situations where you don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> so I read a whole article on it, and then I texted a few of my guy friends. I got a couple of answers. Um, most men, you know, they said humor, personality. You know what? I, I'll admit, I'm a somewhat study, shallow guy. I'll say something physical. I would say I really like a nice smile. That's very important to me. Okay, well, you know, well, men are um, physical. I get that. Um, in appearances. Um, according to the study, um, it's independence. Yeah, I could see that. Do you find that to be sexy in a woman? I do. Absolutely. I think it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. I it do. is a double-edged sword because a lot of times when a guy is like that and very, um, I don't know, if you end up with someone else who's too much like you, you, you end up right. butting heads. Well, no. That, you need that's to my problem with other. that woman I'm dating. Right. We're too much alive. Yeah. So. I'm you guys not were talking, always going to. I'm not talking about anatomically. Right, right, right. I mean, we are anatomically <laughs> alike, but I mean, yeah, we're too much alike. We're too stubborn. So when they say the least attractive quality is neediness. Yeah. Yeah. I Neediness, know. clingy, uh, clingy. Both. Yep. And so I find that um, some women are clingy and needy, and um, that's annoying. It is very annoying. So I try not to do that, although I have done it with you know who, but yeah, whatever. I didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. He who shall not be. Named. I'm not mentioning his name. <laughs> I don't think we ever have. I know. No, we have, but I'm not mentioning his name. Okay. Anyways, so I so. Last Saturday, as I was saying, um, I sat on a bench for eight hours at my daughter's hockey game. And I, you know, when you sit with parents, you get to know them. Sure. Eight hours. So I sat next to this mom and she ended up, she ended up going to my uh, middle school. So, I, of course, I looked her up in the yearbook, which is funny. We didn't know each other <laughs> yeah. back then. But it's funny that. So she was a social worker and uh, she uh, used to interview pedophiles. 
And she would tell me, she told me some fascinating stories about interviewing pedophiles as a social worker, like at Child Protective Services. I can't imagine. Can you imagine? She said the hardest part, Wanda, was you had to friend them of course. during the interview. In to order get, to get the information. To get information out of them. Yeah. And she goes, that was Creepy. the hardest thing I ever had to do. And I'm like, I am fascinated. And she, and I wanted to have her on the show. I really do because can you imagine the stories that she has? No. So and when you're sitting for eight hours and you're talking and and we, we people, both I, agree. I swear, these kind of people are just placed in your life. Like I know. <laughs> that is so funny, happened. Kevin. Yeah. And so uh, I do have a bad reputation amongst the moms in my school because, you know, well, I'm fucking honest and people can't handle honesty. Very true. People are terrified by honesty. They are. So I, I was fascinated talking to her and our daughters are friends and it was fun watching, you know, the basketball, but it was more interesting talking to her. So as I said earlier, I'm going to be talking about um, alcoholism as I'm sitting here having a drink. Does that <laughs> make me an alcoholic? No. No. Okay. So... I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but no, I don't think so. I'm having drinks last night, again, because I'm an alcoholic, uh, with friends last night, and one of, uh, a guy got, a guy that I dated, he comes, he's there, and he's like, hey, Wanda, I've had a really shitty week, and I said, well, what happened? He says, well, I found my friend, you know, dead. And I was like, ugh. Dead? Yeah, he was hunched over, he was an alcoholic, and literally, literally drank himself to death. He was in Jesus his mid Christ. to late 40s, played football for SMU, and football players are big men, so when apparently when he died, he was, you know, kissing 130 pounds. Was this something that, I mean, it happened to be like, it was building up to it, or it was like... I think he's dr been drinking for years. Yeah. So, and he said, he went over there at three o'clock in the afternoon and said, I found him, and I'm like, he's like, dude, wake up. You know, what the fuck? You know, yeah, he's hunched shaking over. Shaking in there. Like, yeah. dead, you know. So I thought, you know, maybe we should talk about, you know, alcoholism. Because apparently, you know, it's one of the, one of the top killers of people in America. 88,000 people die from alcoholism every year. That's a staggering number. I have more staggering. One in 12 adults abuse alcohol. That I don't uh, find surprising. That's 17.6 million adults in the U.S. And what's even more staggering is that 40% of all hospital beds are taken up by alcohol-related issues. Wow. As I was going into uh, by, you know... Alcohol, because you know, here we drink on this show. Yeah, now you're freaking me out. I'm like, oh god. Am so I? <laughs> this this woman is in the Monticello Liquors, where I buy my all my alcohol, all of it. You know, because I sit and drink 24 seven. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. And she's buying this enormous bottle. Of, what do they call that? What do, what do you call those big jugs? A uh, handle. A handle, right? Thank you. Uh, so I clearly, I'm not an alcohol because I don't alcoholic because <laughs> I don't even know what it's fucking called. So I bought many a handle. Yeah. Off so she's admit. buying a handle of a brand I've never heard of. I didn't even know they sold it. And you can always tell an alcoholic because they have red. You know, their faces are red. You know, because you know what happens. Your capillaries break in your face, and yep. and that's a dead giveaway. You've been drinking, and this and the skin is sagging. And she just looked 20 years older than she is, and she's buying this. Handle, thank you for the term. Um, a vodka, but no name cheap vodka. And, poison. And my guy, my guy that Mike that owns the place, whom I love, the owner, uh, he goes, she's in here all the time. I'm like, how often is she in there buying one of those handles? That's, yeah, you'd think that would last you at least a couple of weeks. I Even don't know. Someone who drinks all I the mean, time. so so I thought we would do a thing on um, alcoholism, uh, and especially when you find a friend of yours dead. Yeah. So, and so many people die of alcoholism. And, and I always joke about I'm too vain to be a drunk. So, <laughs> you're not going to, yeah. 
You don't like booze enough to let it take a toll on your looks. Right. So, so, uh, so then I, you know, I, I was curious because I'm on match and, and one of the things is, do you have kids? No. Do you want kids? Whatever. You know, you describe yourself. What do you do? What's your living? Blah, blah, blah. And there's always the smoking and the drinking. And almost every single person says they're a social drinker. Yeah. So every alcoholic probably says they're a social drinker. Right. So I we have a test here and I want to ask you a couple questions. Uh, oh, all right. Okay. Gonna, gonna so put me in the I took the test. Seat. Am I an alcoholic? Self test. I took it and uh, there's like twenty questions here and one of the questions and when I took the test, I failed part of it. So apparently I am at risk. I have a feeling I'm gonna land in Are that you at risk? Okay, so I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. Sure. Let's let's see where you are. Are you, do you try to avoid family or close friends while you're drinking? No. No. Okay, that's good. Me, neither do I. I only like to drink with my friends. Yeah, I like I being always with find, friends. That's it's the exact opposite. I always find it's awful to drink alone. And so at least I'll pick up a phone and call a girlfriend so I'm not drinking alone, technically. And when you drink alone, you get depressed, and then you start texting It is depressing. <laughs> I'm a social drinker, but I'm telling you, everyone is a social drinker. Right. And so so at what point do we go from a social drinker to a problematic drinker to an alcoholic? And you know, it's and apparently it's those who can't control, they can't control the urge to do it no matter what the situation is. Right. So like if I'm going to my daughter's basketball game for eight hours on a Saturday, am I going to sit and get drunk before the game to sit there for eight hours? That might make me, you know, an alcoholic or a problem problem. drinker. I would think so. So of course I jokingly said one's happy hour, right? I mean, so that's, is that me being funny? Is that me having a serious problem? I think it's totally normal for you to be thinking about drinking while you're at that. And <laughs> I thinking, never after this, I'm going to go have a drink. Yeah. Right. Okay. So according to Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, uh, there's no unique definition for alcoholism, but it can be described as a physical compulsion together with a mental obsession. Okay. So apart from having an enormous craving for alcohol, um, an alcoholic often yields to that craving at the worst possible time. So an alcoholic knows neither when nor how to stop the drinking. Makes sense. So for me, you know, like when I was pregnant. Right. I knew not to drink. Yeah. You didn't have an overwhelming compulsion to drink and jeopardize the health there of the no child. There was no mental... Right. I mean, I had a glass of wine every now and then. Uh, um, but, you know, I didn't really drink tequila. I mean, I, I will say I'm a big tequila drinker. Yeah. Um, but no. So think how many uh, babies are born, you know, with fetal alcohol syndrome because the, you, you have to l- know when to not drink. I mean, when you say like you're in the at risk category, like the first thing that pops in my head in modern day America, I'm just like, who the fuck isn't? I mean, come on, like everybody drinks a little. Okay, uh, do you drink heavily when you are disappointed? Yes. How heavily? Maybe just slightly more than I would normally. I'm gonna check yes on that one for you. I, I may have you know a couple of vodkas instead of beer. Here's my favorite question: Can you handle more alcohol now than when you first started to drink? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're fuck yeah, Kevin. You are fucked. You are <laughs> such fucked. an alcoholic. You are going to be in the at risk category. Oh, here's my favorite. Have you ever been unable to remember a part of the previous evening, <laughs> even though your friends say you didn't pass out? Yes. Oh, Kevin. Oh, <laughs> that, it's like three or four times a week. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, do you feel uncomfortable if alcohol isn't available? I mean, that's ridiculous. No, I don't think so. I mean, okay. I, I'm placing yeah in situations all the time where alcohol is not available. So now, are you more in a hurry to get your first drink than you used to be? No, no, no. I still work a normal day and go home, and then I okay. You're slightly okay. at risk. Do you feel guilty about your drinking? Yes. Really, mm-hmm. mm, Kevin. <laughs> I'm checking a lot more yeses than noes. Yeah. How about blackouts? 
No. No? No. I mean, maybe it's happened I before. I had a couple of blackouts in college. Yeah, it's happened to me, but it's by no means a common thing. Right, so, so I'm definitely a binge drinker. I'll own up to that. Me too. Uh, I'm going to Mardi Gras next week. And do you think I'll be binge drinking all day long every day? Yes. Uh, yes. It's what we do at Mardi Gras. Yeah. Um, have you ever had a family member concerned with your drinking? No. No. Okay. When you're sober, do you sometimes regret things you said or did while drinking? Oh, my God. Come on. Who doesn't oh fall Oh, my God. I am checking. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Check, yes. yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that guy that I'm not going to mention his name that I dated for three years. I, I've certainly done a few things to that man that I shouldn't have done that I wholeheartedly regret. Mm-hmm. And alcohol was always involved. Of course. I think I do have a problem. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I think it's, that's what it's learned to look like. But Are you having financial problems? No. No, me neither. Has your physician ever advised you to cut down on your drinking? I mean, your physician. No, but I never go to the doctor. Most guys, I mean, you know, guys are like that. So I went to my um, gynecologist, uh, obstetrician. Please tell me your gynecologist didn't say something about drinking. No, she didn't. She, um, so her nurse says to me, uh, Wanda, put that in your blog and smoke it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because every time I'm in there and Julie fills me up, Julie, I went to junior high with Julie, my obstetrician. Oh, okay. Dr. Hagen. I'm telling you, everyone, she got Dr. Hagen. She's an awesome um, obstetrician slash gynecologist. Anyway, so um, every time she's filling me up, I go, Julie, you need to buy me a drink if you're going to put something <laughs> in my hoo ha again. <laughs> you are giving me the sign to cut bait. <sighs> We are not done with our alcoholism. I'm one to means. I'm one blunt asshole. Don't move. More of One Blunt Woman with Wanda Memes is next. To one blunt woman, a mouth that matters. So my son is in Colorado at a hockey tournament. And a couple weeks ago, I was at one of my son's hockey games because you know I'm obsessed with my children. I go to all their shit naturally. And we're in Plano, and this woman—I kid you not—screams. Now my my son's ten, right? She screams at our kids, "Suck it, warriors!" That is phenomenally inappropriate. What 40-year-old woman yells at a 10-year-old to suck it? That is incredibly poor form by any standard. <laughs> I am going to put that on my top 10 list of things not to say um, at a sporting event. That might land at number one. Yeah, I think it might land as number one. Suck it! I literally turned around and I looked at her and I was like... "What the fuck would you say Did that? you just tell my children to suck it? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely what happened. I know. So, you know, I, I could tell story after story of asshole parents, but, you know, I'm not going there. Suck it? I know, suck it. Jesus Christ. So that's one thing I have never said to a 10-year-old. Yeah, me either. Because Probably because I had to suck it as a 10-year-old. Oh, I, I know you hate when I oh, talk about Oh, you know, you almost made, a whole sh- made it through a whole show. I, I almost <laughs> made a whole show without talking about being, you know, giving blowjobs at eight years old. Speaking of my weekly pedophile report, I haven't done it yet. Uh, kudos to Ashton Kutcher. He went before Congress and testified about sex trafficking. This is a very positive pedophile report. It is a positive pedophile report. And I am uber proud of him. And he said, people have said to him, why don't you stick to your day job? Because we all know he's a fucking hilarious actor. Um, and he said, and his response to that, well, I'm pretty sure my day job is the parent of two children. Yep. And I'm going to stand before uh, Congress and talk about this. So... 
kudos to that kid. I, I think a lot I'm of people pretty impressed per- with him. I am too. I think a lot of people perceive him as just kind of a dope, but he did he did a great job. And his wife is hot. Yeah. Mila? Well, I mean, no matter Mila? what, he's always going to have a hot. Yeah. She's hot. I would. I, I would have sex with her. Just saying. I, I would have sex with Ashton Kutcher. I know. Well, and I would. Now he's too skinny for me. Really? But he's cute. He's a, yeah. He's a good-looking guy. Never been had a gay tendency, but you can tell <laughs> he's empirically attractive. Uh, speaking of gay, uh, you ever watch that show, The Real O'Neills? Uh, no, I don't even know what that apparently, is. Apparently, uh, it's a show. They have a kid on there. He's bisexual, and apparently, he made some joke about um, being his openly gay character. He's a teenager and he's gay. So, of course, imagine how hard it is to be a teenager and then to be throw gay in there. I have the confusion with all that. I'm yeah. 47 and I'm confused about liking women. So I get it. You know, I'm not 16. So he compared to being bisexual as having webbed toes or money problems. So this incited some openly bisexual other actors who took offense to it. So I don't understand why being bisexual would be the same as having webbed toes. I don't don't see that correlation. I think the analogy is merely about... um, just being different. Yeah, he's comparing it to being freakish, I guess. Remember is, the man from it? Atlantis? Do you remember that show? Of course not. You're too old. No, you're too I'm, young. I don't remember. That was, You know, Bobby Ewing played, Patrick Duffy played, whatever. We're not going there. So he had webbed toes on the show. So, are what you know, is, is being bisexual that bad? I, I, I don't think no. it is. Well, uh, there's this, uh, the way it is among the male community, the heterosexual male community, everyone is of the mind. I'm telling you, this is just the way it is. I'm not saying that that's right, but everyone says, basically thinks you can't be a guy and be bi. Right. Okay. So when like, I go on dates with men. If you do something with a dude, you're gay. Right. So when, but when I go on a date with a man and I say, well, I, pref- you know, I, I date women too, or I have sex with them. The, every one of them is totally aroused and turned on by it. Because women can be by. Because women That's, can be it's by. It's totally socially acceptable. It's totally socially acceptable, but it's not socially acceptable for a man. I don't understand yep. that. Um, I can't explain it either, but it's just for some reason in our society, it's the way it is. I I don't get it, but okay. I you know I I, I love turning men on. I really do. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you that. So I was watching a TED talk <laughs> on sexting. And I'm, I'm telling my friend this about this whole sexing thing. And so what does he do? He doesn't send me a dick pic. He sends me a pic of another woman of her vagina. I'm like, gross. I don't, I don't want a dick pic, and I don't want a pic of another woman's vagina. Heterosexual man. Why, Mark? Why'd you do that? And he knew he listens to my show. You know, I'm telling you, I'm calling him out. Don't, don't send me any more vagina pics. I don't want a dick pic. I don't want a vagina. Man or woman, no one wants to see a close up of anyone's junk. But so this, uh, uh, this TED talk. I've told you about the TED Talks yeah. I listen to. There's thousands of them. You, sh- you really should listen. They are fascinating. This one woman was talking about sexting, and there's nothing inherently wrong with it as long as the people consent to it. So I've always said I'm a sexual being. I like sex, and there's nothing wrong with it as long as it's consensual. So if you're sexting or texting or having sex, as long as it's consensual and of age, what is wrong with it? Yeah. Adults can do whatever they you know whatever you want. You're giving me the pinky penis, which means I have to cut bait, and I didn't get to finish talking about everything I want to talk about. This Why does this thirty by. minutes go by so fast? Okay, I want to means I am the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over Forty dot com, and do not forget we are one decision away from a completely different life. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. About 17